Hi, my friends. Welcome to Sort of Brilliant, a show where the characters are made up and the sorting absolutely does matter. My name is Rachel. And I'm her best friend and co-host, Lauren. Every other week, we're going to invade a fandom and determine whether your favorite character belongs in Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, or Slytherin. We're the Harry Potter podcast that talks way more about any other franchise. Here, we use the sorting structure from Harry Potter as a common language without supporting the author or her beliefs. As for the sorting itself, there's bound to be some arguments along the way. But in the end, we're always right. According to us. Uh, according to us. Holiday. <laughs> Celebrate. We didn't discuss how that was going to be opened beforehand. I, d- I was going to tell Rachel that she should do it with her Jack Black energy, and she just did it without me saying that to her. <gasps> did you think that was Jack Black energy? That yeah, was just singing a song. I think that was, uh, that's Jack Black, oh, that isn't it? That was just singing a song. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Let me tell you something about this movie with Mr. Jack Black. He mm-hmm. tried so hard. Is this is only Jack romantic Black. comedy. And he still was very Is Jack this his Black. only one? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I actually saw a thing of him, uh, a TikTok with him talking oh, about I it the apologize. other day. I apologize. Kung Fu Panda is a romantic comedy. For sure um. it is. <laughs> anyway. And he was like, oh, I'm j- I was just like coming hot off the heels of fucking Nacho Libre. <laughs> and I get this thing to be like the leading man uh, opposite uh, Kate Winslet's leading lady. And I was like, hell yeah. So he did it. Um, I feel weird about it. You feel weird about it? <laughs> yeah. I it works really well. I mean... Everyone like, else in the world loves him in that. But I'm kind of like, sir, I can still see the Jack Black energy oh. coming through. I mean, yeah, but he's like. I don't know. That doesn't mean he's not a good love interest. <laughs> like he's not he's not like he's not like erratic. Like, you know? Yeah, he's not like, erratic. He's not erratic. All his other characters that. are very like. <laughs> <laughs> so. Nacho Libre came out, I think, when I was in high school, and it was one of those movies everyone saw and I hadn't seen. Um, and George made me watch it a couple weeks ago. Oh, is that your first I'm time seeing it? So fucking upset! It's so stupid. It's so bad. <laughs> it was like Napoleon Dynamite ish. Yeah, and ugh, so bad. I don't understand. And it's just a, like a classic. Two people, and I mm-hmm. just don't get it. He's it's so. He is so stupid. <laughs> My love school of rock. And uh, I love Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. I mean, all so. his TikToks right now are him running around in underwear with like Avengers yeah. weapons. So I know. And then you tell me I, I have Jack Black energy and then I, I see do. him running around in his little fucking <laughs> unitard or whatever. And I'm like, all right, I, I wouldn't do this. But maybe if I had millions of dollars and nothing to lose. Yeah. Maybe I would. Um, so this is one of our like favorite holiday movies. Everyone I talk to loves this movie. Loves it. Um, I feel like nobody ever really like brings it up on their own though. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Like nobody's like, oh yeah, it's my favorite movie. Or like, gotta watch the holiday this season. I know, but everyone like really loves it, which is crazy. Um, it is one of my husband's favorite movies of all time. Wow. Uh, he's like obsessed with it. Did you ask him to sort (gasps) <gasps> yeah, he has very you strong feelings. You never told me what he sorted the Wakanda. We didn't. Oh, he got everyone right except T'Challa. Really? What do you say everyone. T'Challa was? A Gryffindor? Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah, people that's don't look ha- What our enough. poll currently says, well, I guess it's you know, over, so that's what the poll said. The nine people that answered it. Uh, wow, you have a great memory. Um, I don't think I even looked at it again because I knew everyone was going to be wrong. <laughs> so I it was just... like 50% Gryffindor, 25%. Ravenclaw and 25%. People got Nancy Slytherin? Drew wrong too. I don't think anybody said he was off. What did they say Nancy was? A Gryffindor? Gryffindor. What? Like, are you like watching the same show? She's like one of those stereotypical ones too. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was really stereotypical. Um, so Lauren and I have not discussed our sorts beforehand on this. I tried. Rachel wasn't biting. Her idea of trying is throwing out a vague sentence Twice where she's like, I said, when I've got will my she suspicions. pick up on this? Uh, uh, <laughs> Email us at uh, sortofbrilliant at gmail.com <laughs> if you would ask your Nobody friend straight has up. Nobody ever emailed what, us. But you can. You guys totally In can. our two years of existence. We will so totally answer you. Um, you uh, don't ask questions directly. You're not a very direct person, and I don't appreciate it. You should just ask me. Now, we're going to have totally different. Now, we're probably going to be somewhat the same. What, like, two of these characters to me were crazy easy, and two of them I really had to ruminate on for a little bit. Okay. But 
Oh, I would be remiss if I didn't say Jude Law is a dirty fucking cheater, <laughs> cheating bastard, and he's not a friend of the pod. Um, you have beef because with him, of you that. Said. So I have I have beef with him the entire movie. I ruined it for George because Jude Law is not a cheater in the movie. But I was like, yes, he is. He is a cheater, and he's like, no, he's not. He's a gorgeous, gorgeous man. <laughs> and if you put me in a room with him and Jensen Ackles, I don't know what would happen. Um, and I'm like, uh, yeah, maybe if he wasn't a cheating fucking rat, I guess. But he's a bastard. Um, but his character is great. So your personal beef with Jude Law? Yeah, I don't like he cheaters. cheated on you. <laughs> I don't like cheaters in general. Like I just feel like your ball should either. be set on fire. Um, and that's that on that. So that's how I feel about it. I I didn't want to let this episode go without saying it. Good. Oh, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. Okay. Where did Cameron Diaz go? What do you mean? I sh- I haven't seen her lately. She married the love of my life and had his child. Oh, Benjamin Madden of Good Charlotte. <laughs> she Sometimes I movies. can't believe I that think the fucking last happened. Movie she did was the other woman, which is a movie that I could literally watch six times in a row. I wonder if I've seen that and I'm just not. It's remembering with it. um, who's that one chick, the redhead that's in all the like Jason Bateman. Um, oh, what's her name? I don't remember. I don't know. She plays the wife. In all of those like comedies, she's oh, in This Is like Forty in, um, with uh, Paul Rudd. This is yeah, 40. she's Paul Rudd's yeah, wife yeah, yeah, in that yeah. and in uh, the pregnancy movie. Yeah, with, uh, knocked up. Catherine yeah, yeah. Heigl. With Catherine Heigl. And, she's yeah. so fucking funny. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I saw that years ago. That rings several bells. She, Cameron Diaz is kind of a bitch in it, right? She's not a bitch. She's like a high-powered lawyer. She's like the same character she is in What Happens in Vegas, which is one of my favorite movies that I could also watch. Wow, six times you in a row. have a you yeah. like a lot of Cameron Diaz movies. I do. I tend to like a lot of Cameron Diaz movies. Yeah. Oh, she's a crush on Cameron Diaz. Just say uh-huh, that. Totally. Just say that. Do you not? She's so pretty. She is. She's gorgeous. She plays Fiona in Trek. Well, How could you not be in love with her? <laughs> <laughs> she's got a crazy like itinerary of having dated. Like she went from Justin Timberlake to Benji Madden, which is crazy. Do you know what Benji Madden looks like? Um, probably. If not. People are not gonna know who the fuck emo? I'm talking about. Yeah, is he the no guy idea. who does Ink Master? <laughs> His twin brother. Oh, okay. So I know exactly what he looks like. Yeah. So you wouldn't think Cameron Diaz and him. No. But um, they're she like, like crazy six in love. inches taller than him. She's so much taller than him. <laughs> yeah, the Madden brothers are shorties. Uh, well, you've learned a lot about me this episode, so I guess now we can bring it to a close. Thanks for listening. We always learn a lot about you. <laughs> your secrets on this show <laughs> i don't have any secrets i'm the aloof mysterious one yeah who can't who ask her friend where uh-huh. did you sort these people what's preventing well, you I from just actually, asking that because i didn't actually like i didn't want to extend the energy care. yeah i didn't need the answer it would just been a cool conversation to have if it happened so then you don't actually care about it so then we don't need to discuss it ever fine we'll just answer all questions <laughs> on the pod usually the one that one. facilitates the discussion well now I won't be now that I know that you don't give a shit. <laughs> and you were caught in 4K, so. Um, okay. Problem. I don't remember any of the character names. I just remember the actors oh, and actresses' no. names. <laughs> Iris is Kate Winslet. Yes. Miles is Jack Black. Okay. Amanda is Cameron Diaz. Yes, that's correct. And, um, oh shit. I just looked it up. It starts with a G. It's very, Graham. It's very British. Graham. Yeah. Okay. Um, who's your favorite character in the movie? Jeez, I don't know. The old man. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> but um, before we're sorting, who do you like the best? Oh, okay. Um, damn, we're not sorting the old man. I just, I no. literally just turned off this movie. <laughs> I could not tell you his name. Um, yeah, me neither. <laughs> I watched this shit last week and I forgot. <laughs> uh, probably. I don't know. I like Amanda and I like I like all of them. I like Miles. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I don't know who to begin with. Ladies movie first. movie starts with Iris, yeah. Okay. Right, that's Kate Winslet, she's correct? The, uh, yeah, she's the uh, voiceover. I love that name, by the way. I never hear Iris, that name. Yeah. How, how lovely is that? It's very grandma-y. Right. Kate Winslet, let me tell you, Iris in this movie, um, this was this was one of the movies that like I watch and it just kind of kind of slaps me in the face really hard with uh, relating to a character because I think I've like it was kind of like scary I didn't love it um, it was very much holding up a mirror of how my past behavior That's and how I good. could continue to behave <laughs> she's kind of very pathetic uh, yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> she, um, I know it's a hard one to watch because it was kind of like for me holding up a mirror to all the things that I don't, the qualities that I have that I don't like about myself. When the guy, what's his name? The jackass. I don't remember his name now. Fuck him. Yeah, but he's like, yeah, that's his name. Um, He's like, oh, I have a Christmas present. And she's like, oh, I have one for you, too. And she pulls out and he's like, oh, well, I don't actually have it. Yeah. Me. But just know I got one for you. No, that's happened to me. No. I, I had a guy that I was in that situation before I was married. I had that whole exact situation ended in fire and flame the same exact kind of way. I behave in the same dramatic bullshit fashion. Um, And I, too, would become that old man. She didn't behave she tried to kill herself on her gas After stove. she found out that he was engaged, not because he didn't get her a Christmas present. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just felt that everything she did was right and correct and valid, and uh, I understood That's her. very interesting. Yeah. So I put her in Gryffindor, and um, George and I really, like, agreed on it, which was cool. Uh, he actually said she's clearly Gryffindor, and I was like, oh, yeah, I could see that. I guess I will make my case since Lauren doesn't agree. I put her in Gryffindor because of the simpy nature of her behavior, because not all Gryffindors are outwardly super strong and brave and just say exactly um, like the big loud thing all the time. Just especially if you're deeply in love with somebody and you feel like you're in this weird place with them. We are also I have always said I know this is just a, a me saying that I think we're the most forgiving of the houses. Uh, but that forgiveness has a limit. I feel like you can push it and push it and push it. But each time you push it, we come back a little bit with a little bit less energy for you. Um, but it takes a long time and it usually takes one big snap. Like you poke the bear a little too hard. And that is what ended up happening with Iris. Um, I felt like she took a lot of shit. She took a lot of shit the way that I think other Gryffindors take shit um, out of love. Like pure, just pure love and not loving herself enough or respecting herself enough, which is also, I find to be Gryffindor qualities. And yeah, your rebuttal, ma'am. I think she's a Hufflepuff. Why? Um, well, her whole thing is that she's trying to make herself into something she's not in order to fit in this man's life. That's literally a line in the movie that he told her that they were a square peg round hole, but she was trying to jam herself in there because she really wanted to be with him. Mm -hmm. So she's editing his book. She's doing all these things that he she thinks he'll like. And every time he gives her a little bit of attention, she has this whole like talk with Miles where she says all this stuff. Anytime he gives her a little bit of attention, she's like, oh, I must be doing something right. I should keep doing that thing. Um, so that was very helpful to me that she was trying to fit herself into the role that she thought this guy wanted. Um, she a little bit of it has to do with the whole house switch with Amanda, but it also has to do with Amanda's house. So I can't say. Um, but I think that this only could have happened between a Hufflepuff and the other house. Um, I think that she, I mean, a, being against a Gryffindor, I thought it was kind of interesting that it didn't seem like she really spent a lot of time with her nieces. They specifically say that we don't have a lot of grown-up girl visitors, which doesn't strike me as very Gryffindor, but can strike me as a Hufflepuff who's very focused on doing what they are doing which for her was that fuck guy or whatever she was trying to figure that out she was very um focused on get being with him no matter how he treated her um she <laughs> i don't know i thought the dramatic trying to kill herself thing i guess it could be it, i mean it could be gryffindor but i thought it was kind of hufflepuff the way that she was just like she just kind of did it and then was like what the fuck are you doing no <laughs> Um, you know, just a little test just to see what the gas smells like. Um, <laughs> um, I don't know. There were two. There were um, she's kind of she's kind of not intentionally inconsiderate. I th always thought it was super funny that she didn't tell Amanda that she had a dog that Amanda would have to be taking care of while she was at mm -hmm. her house. <laughs> she just I, I actually that was one that I, I I'm so glad you brought it up. But but weirdly, it was one of my Gryffindor points because I think oh, that we no, can be weirdly inconsiderate that way. Well, I mean, I guess you probably could. But I was thinking it at like Hufflepuff, too. And like the and um, the way that she fit herself into her neighbor's life, like the the second she showed up. She everybody that she met, she instantly like fit herself in like with Miles, with the older gentleman who I'm very research team should look up his name because I'm mad that I don't know it. Um, but she fit in with him and his group of um, friends right away. They had that Hanukkah party. 
she convinced him that he had to do that whole like thing, that whole like writers guild, um, you know, award ceremony. And she was like, you know, I'll be your date. Um, she, I cannot see honestly, like, I guess maybe they would, but the way that this older man told her that she had to watch all these movies and then that she was actually doing it was very mm. Hufflepuff to me. <laughs> like this guy was giving her lists of movies and she was just like, okay. And she was watching every single one of them. Oh, you mean um, Arthur, the research team. Arthur, just thank you. Research just team. Brought that over here. Yes. Um, the whole like, theme around like how he's giving her movies of strong women and he says that they have gumption and when she finally like dumps the fuckhead guy because he's still um engaged and she finally realizes like I feel nothing for you you're disgusting she's like I think I have gumption like that was very like (laughs) to me (laughs) yeah I know I mean it's she's clearly an emotion house it's just that it would be weird to me to relate to a Hufflepuff that much it was You've done weird. it before. I guess so. I just have always felt that they have a little more um, because the sense of justice in Hufflepuff is so strong. I often feel like they come to the sense of justice in themselves and in what they deserve and in what how they should be treated a lot more quickly than a Gryffindor and with not as much prodding I mean, or help needed. I don't I don't think that's always the case. Like you, not always. It's just often. You well, you could say that Gryffindors, because of their sense of righteousness, should be more in tune with what is right for them. I I know, but the simpiness, Lauren, that gets in the way. I don't know. I don't think she was really a simp. Like she, what? She she left, and she was like, "I am going to get over this guy." How many years? It was two years, and she found out that he had been cheating on her. Yeah, she. final straw she yeah but i don't know like i said i didn't see it as like simping necessarily i saw it as her like she wasn't like from what i saw and what i heard from what she said and from this guy she was just like i'm gonna be in your life however you'll accept me and hopefully you'll come to see that that should be a romantic relationship like she was like okay he wants me to look at his pages i'll look at his pages i'll do the best damn job ever of looking at his pages and then hopefully he'll like something will happen from there. Like he'll realize that it was a mistake and that I am not a square peg in a round hole. We're round peg, round hole. I just, it, it came off to me that yes, square peg, round hole thing. Um, I see your point about trying to fit into a role that she clearly isn't. Um, it just felt really Gryffindor to me the, that she couldn't do it. Um, I feel like the other houses can chameleon a little better than a Gryffindor can. And she wasn't able to chameleon her way into well, she could do it. She was doing it well. That guy is just a fuckhead. But he just wanted to knock boots and she wanted a relationship and she wasn't able to chameleon her way into one. You know what I'm saying? Like she couldn't be anything but herself. Well, she, I mean, I no, I don't really because when he showed up, she he showed up with her on the assumption that he had just broken up with his fiance and she was ready to have sex. Like she was no questions asked. She was like, OK. Like, I don't care that you broke. Like, the only thing that bothered her is that he hadn't broken up with her yet because she wanted to be the sole mm-hmm. person. But she didn't care that he had supposedly broken up with this woman who he had just announced his engagement to. I know. To. And that, to me, shows a lack of sense of, like, justice for the other person and um, a kind of weird selfishness <laughs> that I think Gryffindors possess. Yeah, but Hufflepuff, we've talked about this. Hufflepuffs can be selfish, too. And I don't think Hufflepuffs they can really... Be. I, I don't they think they be. really have a sense of justice for people they don't care about. Yeah. Sh- Listen, you're calling them out pretty hard. Done that before. You're calling them out pretty hard right now. Well. Our Hufflepuff listeners are going to be like, she's right, but she didn't have to say it. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, man. It's weird. I can really see it either one fitting. And I'm not feeling particularly strong about this one. That's rough. Because I can see, I can so easily fit her into Gryffindor. I can make the arguments fit for Gryffindor. Um, but if you feel really strongly about the Hufflepuff, I, I can concede. I do a bit. But like I said, it also like is related to what I think Amanda is. So, well, Let's talk about Amanda. Amanda, I thought, was the most obvious one. Okay. Uh, I put her in Slytherin. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> that was pretty. Yeah. Like, Fiercely independent and uh, can't cry. And I mean, really, some stereotypical stuff going on there. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's... I I watching the whole scene where they're doing the house exchange. I I was like, this could only be a Hufflepuff and a Slytherin, just being like, sure, take my fucking house. <laughs> like, are there they men were just there? Airbnb no, yeah. before you know. No, it wasn't. There's there's no Airbnb. Like this was a. Well, yeah, it's a full trade. Well, no money, right? No, but I'm saying, but I'm saying like a concept like that didn't even exist. First of all, and then Iris's character is like. I, it's not even what the site was for. Iris was just like, my friends have done this before. You want to try it? And she's, she's like, Which sure. I just have my so huge fucking... ass LA house. <laughs> Wait, this was another thing for Gryffindor for Iris. I thought that was so fucking reckless. Like it was so irresponsible. It was ridiculous. And I was like, you didn't even think you got on a fucking plane and did it. Like Amanda has money. She can get out of the situation. She can hire someone. She can go get her ass back to the airport. If there's whatever, she had the wherewithal to do that. And, and the cash Iris didn't have shit. Except her tears and a plane ticket. And I was like, I don't know that Iris didn't have shit. She was pretty stable. But like, (laughs) come on. There's an obvious difference in. Well, yeah. In socioeconomic status there. Yeah. But it's not like she was like, here's my last pennies for me. I know, but it felt really wildly irresponsible to me. And I was like, "Mm." both of them. It was super. And that's why I felt like it was helpful. Puff Slytherin because they were both just like like, immediate. Like, yeah. Immediate kind of like connection and then just like they were both like trying to get away for different reasons. I think Iris was trying to get away from her fake self to find her real self, which mm-hmm. is very helpful buff to me. Um and Amanda was just like fuck everybody. <laughs> like I really don't want to be around people. I guess I can stack her in the Hufflepuff column if I think about it as in like mm, she doesn't have a strong sense of who she is. Right. And that was very much her. I guess that would be more Hufflepuff than Gryffindor because like I was saying before, Gryffindor can't hide who they are and can't like lie. about. I thought that was, I would say that's the whole point of Iris's story that she's trying. It is, but I was looking at it from the lens of she couldn't make herself change to be what this guy wanted. Oh, see, I didn't see it that way. I didn't see her. I didn't see her as a not strong character, but I didn't see her as somebody with a strong sense of self that was unable to hide that self. I don't think she knew who she was. She was trying so hard. To yeah, be- and I would say Gryffindor would know who they who they are a lot more than that. So yeah, I guess I could I could definitely smack her into Hufflepuff for that. Um, and the fact that like they had that instant connection and didn't really need much more explained other than like I'm getting mm-hmm. really good feelings from you right now. Right. Definitely could be a Slytherin Hufflepuff. Oh, I will say too. I I felt that um, Iris was pretty Hufflepuff when she like she's never met Amanda. She hadn't spoken to her the first time she calls up and she finds out that her brother slept with her. She gets really mad on Amanda's behalf from that one sentence where she asked, "Are there any men?" Amanda hadn't told her why. She wanted to know if there were any men. She hadn't told her about her breakup. She kind of knew a little bit because Miles showed up and was like, "Oh, Amanda's ex." But she didn't really know why Amanda didn't want guys there. And she immediately got mad on her behalf that her brother slept with her. I thought that was very helpful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, but I don't know Amanda, how much more to say Amanda about Amanda. Amanda is, She's super. It's wildly yeah. Slytherin. I mean, she, I like the parents. Fr- <laughs> she loved crazy. her parents. They were so close. And then they out of nowhere divorced at 15. And that destroyed her perception of mm-hmm. love forever. Um. She sleeps with this hot English guy immediately, which is good for her. And then when he leaves in the morning and is like, you know, trying to do the, hey, let's not be serious. She's like, oh, I'm not going to fall in love with you. I know myself. Like, it's just not going to happen. And he's like, wow. Okay. And she's like, wow. I, um, I am pretty confident in who I am. It's just very, it was very slow there. And she's like, yeah, I've got to, I've got to handle all my emotions. It's just not going to happen. Like, yeah. I don't even, I don't even know if I can love. Like, sorry. <laughs> like. Yeah, she's like, this is just exactly what it is. And then she does, like, you know, obviously she's proven wrong and she does right. start to fall in love with him. And then she does her little, like, she can't help but investigate. The children. And find <laughs> the children. Yeah. And um, I like the way that she is with them. She doesn't, uh, in a lot of other houses, you see them, like, sort of get on the kids' level and start, like, talking to them in child speak. And I don't see yeah. Slytherins ever, like, ever, any Slytherin I know never does this. Um, they speak to them like they're just smaller adults. Like they're, mm-hmm. they they talk to them like, okay, hello, what can you do? And let's do this together. And it was just her whole interaction with the children was very Slytherin. And I mean, and they loved her. She was crazy authentic. Um, and the kids sensed that in her. They wanted it for their daddy. 
So Daddy. that was nice. Those kids are so cute. They were oh very God. cute. The bangs on the smaller one were oh, so adorable. I, I know. So she cute. was adorable. The little one, man. Yep. Um, she, I don't know, like little things that stuck out to me when she gets dropped off and the guy's like, I have to let you out here because otherwise I can't turn the car around. He's like, can you walk from here? And she's like, no. And then she like <laughs> ends up doing it anyway. <laughs> like, she's like, guess I fucking have to. She does it. She goes there in her high heels and her, or like, even also, when like, she's driving throwing, the car, n- even when she's yeah. driving the car on the wrong side of the road, she's screaming the entire time, but she's like, I'm, yeah. I want to go to town and buy all this wine and all this food. <laughs> yeah. It's um, it's just like a specific kind of independence that Southerns have that she like screams through the screen in this movie. Yeah, um, she's got her also own the fact company. that like she straight up does not throw a hissy fit about that dog at all. She's just like, oh, there's a dog here. She's like, well, right, I guess, I guess I'm I'll be walking this. this dog. Yeah, <laughs> I guess this might as well happen. But it's not like a negative thing. Like you could see no. in another house where they'd be like, oh, fine, yeah, I, of course is what happened like, to me. All right, I've she's taken like, on cool, the house. Dogs. Yeah. The house has a dog in it, so I'm taking care of the dog now. <laughs> yep, she steps right into the role of a, a little London lady, but in her own way. Um, the whole thing with her ex is just so funny, where he's like, you just, you can't cry. Oh, that's another thing, too, also, that she was like, um, she needed to know for sure, did you sleep with her? Yeah. You know, he kept dodging it, and then she was like, we're broken up now, so fucking, I want to know, like, tell me, I need to know, and he tells her, and she's like, dang, I I genuinely, I needed to know that for my, like, yeah. not for any, like, vindictive or, like, anything I'd hold against you. It's something that I needed to know. I needed that knowledge firm. Yeah. Like, and I the can't relationship- be the crazy wondering lady for the rest of my life. No, not at all. And the relationship to her was completely about her own role within it. Like, it had nothing to do with she wanted to learn, like, grow together. Um, this wasn't a person that I think she, obviously, this isn't a person she truly was in love with and, like, had partner life status with. Um, so she was just analyzing it through a framework of like, okay, why did this fail? In what way was th- was this a- any failing on my part? If it was, I need to know and assess that for future reference. And once she realizes it wasn't, like sh- that's why she needed the evidence. So that's why she needed the actual answer uh, because she and needs she to make sure actually, it wasn't her fault. Yeah, and she does punch him because well, does. it's mostly she mostly punches him because he goes so I- okay, fine, I did sleep with her. Are you happy now? And she's like, she's fucking asking me if I'm happy now. <laughs> Yeah. Like, how dare you? <laughs> what a shit. What a shit. Oh, man. How do you give that up? Like, she was beautiful, successful. Like, you're fucking wild, bro. Um, And also just her whole career, the way she is in her career, how she just knows she's good and she knows that her trailers are perfect. And it's not even mm-hmm. a question whether it's going to be, like, an amazing trailer. And she's watched the trailer while she's in England. And she's like, nice, nailed another one. <laughs> she's uh, like, just, that's why I have the job. Yeah. She's not an insecure Slytherin. She's uh, she's a very confident one. So that's always that's always a fun kind of character to see because she's not grappling with like, who who am I? Am, am I a good person? Am I a bad person? Like she showed up as like, give me the information. It's like I'm I just process a it. And uh, yeah, I'm a person with a dog now. I'm a person in England now. I'm a person with this guy. Is he cheating? Is he a cheater? No, he just has children. Now I'm a person with a boyfriend who has children. Like they just figure it out. Um, and she's she, come on. Just huge Slytherin. That that one was not questionable. It would have really surprised me to hear you say anything else. So <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad I got uh, it. Yeah, that, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so we've got those two down. Shall we Jack Black or shall we Jude Law? Son of a bitch. <laughs> you decide. Who are you going to rant? Bastard, on? man. I will... I'm, I'll fucking tell you guys right now. I really don't have a strong feeling on Jack Black's character. Really? So I'd like to hear your take because to me, he's not a very emotional dude. Interesting. But, but like, you know what I mean? In emotional in the way that there's no like huge outbursts and there's no tears and crying. But that shit with the girl mm-hmm. where he just takes it and takes mm-hmm. it. And he's not stupid and he knows it's going on, mm-hmm. um, but he stays. That's mm-hmm. pretty heavy emotion house to me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I le- when I was having this conversation with myself and my husband, I said emotion house, <laughs> but I just I just don't know where I could put him. I'd say maybe I'd say Gryffindor. Yeah, I guess now that I've now that I've talked to myself again here, uh-huh. I've had another conversation with myself. I guess I'd say Gryffindor. Yeah, that's where I had him. It just isn't like a strong uh, punch in the face kind of Gryffindor. No, he, it's a- um, 
takes eats a lot of shit Gryffindor. He has one emotional outburst when he does finds he? out that yeah, when I mean like he's not like screaming, but when he mm-hmm. finds out the girl's cheating on him, he's like, "Why am I always go for the bad girl?" Like he's really he's oh, really true, on the yeah. couch. Yeah, like fuck me. Like yeah. I'm awful. <laughs> but he knew, he knew she was bad for him. He knew he knew something was up. I really believe that. Uh and he just stuck with it for the hope of it all. Taylor Swift. He fucking, he, like, when he's like, I sent her her Christmas present to Santa Fe. I stood in the FedEx line to make sure she'd get it on time. Yep, I was like, part. man. <laughs> man. <That part. laughs> man. Oh, this is what was really Griffin too when he was like, I texted her this morning and she told me it was snowing in Santa Fe. He was like, what? She look it up on weather.com. I bet they got a real laugh out of that, making a fool out. I was like, oh my God, dude. <laughs> Nobody was laughing at you. <laughs> they were just. Uh, they were all just making such a mockery of me. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty Gryffindor. Lying in bed naked, laughing at me, thinking she's in Santa oh Fe where it's snowing. Please. I fucking can't. I didn't even think of that that way. <laughs> Only a Gryffindor, right? (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, he is. It just wasn't um, because there was no like I really felt it warranted a lot more anger. So, yeah, he's he's much more low key than like. I mean, we didn't get to see what he says to her, right? Like exactly there and takes her doing her whole thing. And then we don't know what he says. He just shows up for Iris and Arthur. Right. So, yeah. Um. I think even the way he just straight up like inserted himself in Iris's yes. uh, life mm-hmm. was pretty Gryffindor of him too. Mm-hmm. He does not need to do the things that no. he does. And at I mean, all. it's like it's the Jack Black energy, like his little quirk, yeah. like the Santa Annis wins. <laughs> Dude, crazy ex girlfriend. Like, yes, right? yeah. That's all with, I uh, can think of. With the guy with the weird name. What's his name? Uh, it was that musician, remember, that was playing the winds. Oh my god, Josh, Josh Groban. Groban. I think it was Josh Groban. Santana wins. <laughs> yeah, he was the music. He was the Man, musician. Honestly, that pulled me right out of that movie, and I was it's a crazy ex girlfriend. <laughs> oh man, oh, we still gotta do that show. What um, a great fucking show! I can't wait to sort fantastic. that. Anyway, um, yeah, and he's he's doing like he's doing the little humming with like because he's a musician, so he's like always doing the music for her, and, right? Like, yeah, and it's cute. At, like you're right. He immediately slips in, and they're going out on like little friend dates, and you know. And at the <laughs> dinner with like Arthur's friends, he's sitting there just fucking hamming it up, yacking yeah, it up with these and old he's, dudes. Like, fist bump with the old guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just immediately fits himself into where he needs to fit himself into, and it's where he wants to be. Right? Like, I mean, I think that's probably the most Gryffindor thing. It's he doesn't go anywhere he doesn't want to be. So even if he knows it's right. bad for him, he's showing up because he wants to be there. Um. And he's gonna go above and beyond even for this chick. He just he and like, really even just how met he's her. introduced. He's Miles or whatever. He's that asshole's friend, and he's showing up to get his laptop from his ex, right? Right. So like, she's just being a good dude. Yeah, just being a nice guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe Jack Black's a Gryffindor. I mean, you are, and you have the same energy. <laughs> yeah, but having similar energies does not necessarily mean you're in the same house. That's true. Uh, but he kind of gives me that. Because mm-hmm. he's kind of the same person in every movie, just either mellowed out or turned up he to like the a same. thousand. And also, he like says like it's the same thing. He like does what he was in that episode of iCarly, just being fucking weird with um, same with Community. With, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> just the fucking same guy every time. <laughs> they were like, he, "You're gonna be a loser in Community." He's like, "I don't care. I just want to be in Community." <laughs> like, dude, I, like, this is exactly this is so funny. This is the argument I was trying to make for Iris. <laughs> This is exactly what I mean, that that he cannot be anything but what exactly what he is. And you can try to ask him like he they told him play a rom-com role, be a leading man. And he's still doing his little fucking weird hums and jumps. (laughs) And he gets that Jack Black shit in there. He's like, do you want the little whipped cream or the big whip? Ooh, you want the big whipped yep. cream? <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she's so she so into it. It's so uh-huh. cute. Yeah, they're they are cute. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. Huh. <laughs> That's cute. That makes Jack the relationship Black, let us know. Are you a Gryffindor? <laughs> yeah, let's have his people. You can get up on in here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that leads into an interesting conversation about Jude Law. Um, if you think he's the same house that I do, I'm going to get excited. This is was my suspicions that you weren't. Oh, boy. Oh, oh, boy. boy. Oh, boy. Well, I've been saying it the entire time. What you might we're getting close. So to. go ahead. Why don't you go ahead and uh, no, I, I no, know what we're getting no. close to. I just don't uh-huh. know if you're going to agree with me. So is, is a full castle. 
<laughs> it's a fucking <laughs> Okay, so this is the one I really didn't want to discuss, as you can tell, uh-huh. in the whole episode. Because whenever uh-huh. I think I've got a Ravenclaw, I think I really That's feel confident true, about it. That's true, though. When's the last Ravenclaw that it's I told you It's not that you, know you disagree. You never okay. do. There's a fear that you will. And I'm like, no, because I, I understand them. Don't tell me I'm wrong about it. But you it. don't understand how you understand them, right? Like, you don't know Sometimes. how you get there. You're, okay. so a lot of the time, because uh, they're fucking weird. So, <laughs> and you're trying to uh, fucking define them through their system, through their truth, and all their truths are so wildly different. Mm-hmm. So for Jude Law, I was asking myself, I'm like, all right, this is the huge Ravenclaw vibes. Why? Um, and this was where the Ravenclaw dude I know in real life comes into hand. And he's like, well, his system is being a, a father. Like, everything is through the lens of being a father. But you have to understand, this is a whole George speech I'm giving you right now. He goes, you have to understand, his worldview is shattered. It's it, The trauma enters his life. And he's a completely changed <laughs> individual. So his truth is completely different. It's completely shifted. So now he doesn't know. Is he a single man? Is he a father? He wants to exist in both worlds, but he doesn't really. But he doesn't understand anymore because his truth is completely shattered. And I was like, dude, that was really astute and awesome of you. And I agree. Yeah. <laughs> So, I would agree too. Yeah, I mean, he, like he good. talks about it, how like he separates the two of them, and like he isn't the same person depending on like the setting he's in or whatever. Yeah, so he's got like two selves going on, and he really does too. Like he's really a hugely drunk. I'll just have sex with this woman in my sister's house. Like whatever. Like you know. I like, know. And then like with the kids, you're like, oh, you are not wildly irresponsible and reckless at all you're yeah. like mr napkin head i don't like i don't oh, mr. <laughs> Wait, don't make me say ah oh. don't make me cheating bastard graham is not jude law fuck off jude law no graham is not so jude law. graham is not do a you dirty remember, cheater do you remember in 2012 when everybody was shipping him with robert downey jr yeah yeah because of sherlock and holmes yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they were cute they were cute, that and I saw that one more than I saw the John Locke on BBC Sherlock. I didn't see that one ever. I tried. <laughs> that I really tried. one doesn't really exist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> crazy people come after us. You just called them crazy to their whole faces with your whole chest, bro. No. Listen. If you believe in it, you're not crazy, but Rachel yeah, may make are. crazy people come yeah, after you are. us. <laughs> you're fucking Because wild, there bro. are some crazy people that exist. I'm just kidding. You can ship whatever you want, see whatever you want. I do not do not see that at all bro i it kind of grosses me out i don't like them together at all i they're we're not talking about bbc sherlock today (laughs) this isn't the time or the space one day soon i've never seen season three just don't (laughs) you don't really need to or season four what was the last season shit i don't even know i don't even know the secret episode yet i don't know I know Benedict Spooberbatch and uh, Martin Freeman have gone on to Marvel Marvel and Lord of the Rings and they've done way bigger things. So I don't think that they'll ever return to that. I mean, it'd be cool if they do, though. It's just they killed off my favorite character. I just fucking. Moriarty. Yeah. He's never dead. Amazing character. Um, I also love Mycroft in that series, but we're way off topic. Uh, We are, but we're also only at 40 minutes and we're almost done. Yeah, but I like that uh this dude okay so it i i was just thinking to myself if i had to argue this with somebody about him being a ravenclaw what would they say against it and then i was thinking like would they argue because he's a crier that he's not a like obviously a ravenclaw and again this is like my arguments with myself that Mm -hmm. i'm uh, pretending to have with someone you can't argue that. You can't argue that just because he's an emotional dude that he's not a logic house. That's not how that works. Like, uh, I know it's logical to cry. Exactly. It makes sense to cry in that moment. He is a crier and we're not dealing with the Slytherin here. Okay. Like a Slytherin, like, uh, Amanda, especially you're seeing that, that you see, it's so cool that they're both logic houses and it is completely different emotionally and how they, um, handle emotional things. And Jude Law's obviously been through way worse than her. Um, and I'm sure that if she went through that, she'd shed a tear or two, but maybe she fucking wouldn't. Maybe she'd just go numb. Maybe she'd just like numb it out. I think she's a left sider on the Slytherin scale. Yeah, probably. And it, oh man, I don't know where the hell Jude Law fits in on the Ravenclaw one. Um, but <laughs> well, he's not like he, a loop to loop. So yeah, I know <laughs> he's not a weirdo, wacky, like Phoebe Buffay or, um, um, no, megalomaniac like mastermind. He's like a Patrick. I you know, I don't want to do that. 
Well, I don't want to put him with too Patrick. bad. Too bad. I think he emotes far more and feels more deeply and is very different than Patrick. Bias again. Whom I hate. Showing. I hate that guy. <laughs> Just insulting every fandom tonight. You know what? You fuckers, like, you talk a big game. You don't come here and listen to this anyway, so I don't care. I'm going to say whatever I want. Say whatever I want. Whatever I damn well please. Uh, I'm not a fan of him, but I do like Jude Law on this. And it was very much because of the way he waltzes into his sister's fucking house, bangs on the door, pissed drunk out of his mind, like that type of shit. Listen, you can make an argument for other houses, but what other house is going to sit there and talk to the stranger in the house and sit there and learn all about her? And he straight up analyzes her. He straight up is always assessing her. Everything this woman says to him, he's processed and repeats he's like, wow, back you're to the her. most interesting person ever. Extremely that. And like, I don't know if people he pick up on it. this when. Yeah, but I don't know if people pick up on it when watching the movie that this dude repeats her own words back to her several times throughout the entire mm-hmm. movie. He is actually putting things in his brain and storing them and then taking them out later when they're relevant because he's impressed by her and he's interested in her. And I think it's difficult sometimes to get a Ravenclaw's attention that way, or just maybe not to get it, but to keep it. So it took me like 80 million watches to catch this or whatever. Cause I never really like paid attention to what she was saying at that lunch. But when she talks about her, her and her parents called each other, the three musketeers, and then they're in the tent and she's like, who made all these stars? And the little girl's like us, the three musketeers. Yeah, that's cute. And when she says that, he goes to hold her hand. He remembered. He was yeah. like, oh, that's going to be a thing. That's exactly <laughs> the type of shit I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, what other house does that? He filed it away and used it later. And then like, but not in a manipulative way. None of it is to manipulate her at all. Um, and they're not by nature to me. Ravenclaws are not by nature a manipulative house on on the whole. Like I don't I find them to just they do what they want to do and what they need to do for themselves for sure. Um but the information that they're processing and storing about you if you're a favored one, right, to a Ravenclaw, <laughs> they're they're using that like to to best love you or to best support you or to best like keep nurture your relationship with them because it's important to them. It's hard for them to get close to people for the most part. And I think that's true of him. I think we see a lot of evidence of that in this movie. It's hard for him to maintain those kinds of relationships. They like doing that too, which is why I like, which is why I want to see more Slytherin Ravenclaw relationships than we do because it would work so well, right? Like Slytherins like feeling special and Ravenclaws like making other people feel special because they like being like, "Hmm, see how much I pay attention. Like, look how much I love you. Like they love that shit. (laughs) I mean, Gryffindors do too, but they do it in like a puppy, like an accidental puppy way. You know, like they store scraps of information and then sometimes they're like, oh, my God, I got you the chocolate. You're like, do you love it? Do you love it? And, you're like, yeah, and then yeah. they're like, they lap it up when you're like, yeah, I do. And yeah. Ravenclaw's just quietly like, I knew that about you. <laughs> like, you know, already knew. Actually. <laughs> it's been in one of my file cabinets in my fucking brain. Um, yeah, they're so interesting. It's such an interesting dynamic. I, I mean, that's also why the Ravenclaw Hufflepuff dynamic is also so interesting. You put a Ravenclaw oh, with any the of the other houses. So oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, he just was like, so my sister just, she's just gone, huh? Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And he's <laughs> like, like, oh, yeah, there was a phone call. I didn't answer. All right. Well, guess, yeah. she's, guess she's in L.A. now. Yeah. And they love each other deeply, de- deeply. They're obviously they love each other. I mean, he crashes there whenever he needs to. Like she opens the door for her brother whenever. They're obviously close. Right. But then look at this shit. She didn't tell him she was leaving for America. That's some that, crazy that's Hufflepuff I mean Ravenclaw like, shit. It's well, I, like the thing, like again, it's dr- like the nieces were like, we never have an adult woman here, and yeah. I'm like, where's their aunt? And I'm like, I'm, I almost feel like after his wife died, she was kind of like, I don't want to smother, like you know, like she's like, yeah. I want to let him do what he needs to do. It was recent, so wasn't just it? Like kinda, a, two, she said, two, two years, years. two yeah. years, yeah. So, so like, cause he goes over to, like, he gets drunk and then he stays at her house instead of driving home. So obviously yeah. like they're not estranged, but she's not going over there and like trying to, she's like, this is not my role. And maybe at the same time, he's like, I don't want, it's very weird. They have a weird, yeah, weird, know, unspoken Griffin thing. Would slam their way yeah. through the door. And weird, like- unspoken thing. I was just remembering to the, um, the conversation they're having through Iris where they're both like, how's he doing? Can you ask him how he's doing? It's two fucking idiot intelligent houses that are like oh I, i'm not gonna ask the person directly how they're doing like can you yeah. can you find out how they're doing so stupid like why why are you like this it makes no fucking sense um oh that's so cool that it's two emotion houses and two logic houses together yeah 
That's so interesting. Hey, I like that. Hey. <laughs> I'm a fan. I would like to see Jack Black the and movie Graham so well. together more. That would have been fun yeah, to see. Yeah, that would have been interesting. All we got is like the montage at the end where they're like, we're going to live together Obviously forever now. Along. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I mean, and he also. Was, Jack Black was very cute with the kids. Very cute. Obviously. But yeah. Yeah, well, Gryffindor tends to be a giant kid. Whether they're a grumpy kid or a happy kid, that's up to the Gryffindor. But <laughs> I can tell you that I this is where my Jack Black energy ends. I'm more of a grumpy kid <laughs> with the children. Um, but I also like that the situation between Amanda and Graham, where it's like a maybe this won't work out because I live there and you live here. And how's mm-hmm. it going to work? And they just accept it. Yes, you're right. That whole conversation, too, where she was like, we can do this whole thing and get upset with each other because we will eventually get upset and then it'll end and we'll feel the pain or we can end it now and save save ourselves the pain. And they're like, right, let's do that. (laughs) And and then then they're like, never mind, let's not do that. I know. Meanwhile, then you've got the two emotion houses back in California just having a fucking blast, just bitching and gossiping and shit talking and bonding with a bunch of old people at a dinner doing like ridiculous shit. Both of them with their heads up someone's you, ass that you does can not see deserve the contrast them. too, like in yeah. how the relationship starts and how like they're both like the um, the intelligent houses. It's like transactional. Like you want to have sex? Yes, I do. Okay, we like each other a little more than sex. Let's keep seeing each other. All right, mm-hmm. now I have to go. It's over. Whereas the emotion houses are like, oh, you're with somebody. Oh, but I like you. Mm-hmm. Eyelash out of your eye. Like, you yeah. Know? Like it's all it's like- also like uh, Hufflepuff and Gryffindors oftentimes are really, really looking to make friends and like to make mm-hmm. connections with people. This is a, a huge similarity in the two houses. They always are like, oh, okay, what do I see in you? Do I see something that's like fun or awesome or special? Like, oh, I could probably see that in everybody. All right, let's see if we bond and let's see if we connect. And they, of course, happen to. They're both very easy people to get along with. They're like really good representations of uh, easygoing people from each house. Like not over the top, um, like justice driven, crazy Hufflepuff or like over the top, dramatic, upset, angry Gryffindor. Like they're both very mellow. So the relationship progresses really naturally and in a really nice, it's a really nice way. Yeah. It's a nice way of getting together. I appreciate that. There's very little drama on that end. They just start very as friends. True. And mm-hmm. it's really like it's really genuine friendship on both sides. Like I don't I don't think either of them were trying to do that. Like they both saw each other and they no, were like, no, no, oh, they cute. weren't yeah. But they weren't he, trying. No, he was like, I have a girlfriend, and she was like, He has a girlfriend. Like it wasn't Yeah. yeah. And then she's like Okay, but I'm still going to keep you around because I really like, enjoy like, you being there. Obvious, yeah, obviously Iris is a bit of a rope. Like you saw on the plane when that cute guy shows up and she's like, ooh, maybe this could be something. And the so when Miles shows up, she's like, ooh, and then he mentions a girlfriend. She's immediately like, okay, no. I think yeah. she sees everybody as a potential, could I be with this person until <laughs> something comes up that says no. I really do. Yeah. Hmm. Which is also Hufflepuff to me. I don't know. I don't know either. I think that one is, I think that is just, that can be an emotion house trait. I don't she, think well, that's yeah, she, a, a well, logic I think house the trait. reason that she was doing it is because she wants to fit somewhere. Like, uh, that, and, yeah. and I mean, if we take our, if we take our, our headcanon further down the road where she's been unable to allow to help her brother grieve and she, she a hasn't headcanon. been able to fill that role <laughs> yeah. as like a an aunt sister because of the worry that she might like become a replacement. So she's like staying away from that. So she's trying to find her own family unit to fit into. Yeah. Uh, when, when I was watching the movie, because uh, Lauren and I have said this a million times, like now when we watch things, it's just a straight up sorting fest. Like mm-hmm. um, you can't watch it without looking through the lens of sorting. Like, what are they, what are they, what are they? And it's so funny because when we were originally watching, um, when we started watching, George said to me, oh, God, she's a fucking Hufflepuff. I know, because this is like some shit that's really pisses me off. And like, she's so nice, but this is really fucking annoying. And I was so annoyed by that assessment that in spite, I was like, I've done all these things. Are you saying I'm annoying? Because I'm not annoying. And then I really went hard for Iris because I really, really understood this character. And I, I totally got where she was coming from with a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I landed on Gryffindor was just in defense, but it was in defense of a Hufflepuff. So just know, no matter what I've said, obviously I've got your backs. Disregard everything. Forget I've said everything. In the past. 
forget it. Forget all the things Lauren deleted from the podcast or had me not say on air, even though I really wanted to. Yeah, I'm going to work them in. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get them in there. (laughs) I have not said anything that bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll get that eye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so cool. It's a full house. I fucking love that. I thought it was a Gryffindor, Gryffindor, Slytherin, Ravenclaw. I like this way better. Oh, I was, yeah, I was excited. It was a full house. Yeah, I was, and I was like, dude, this is the most boring Gryffindor, Gryffindor relationship. Like, when we had <laughs> Anthony and Kate, that would be so on. boring when they, they're not even screaming at each other. They're just like, no, because the Gryffindor, Gryffindors we know, they're yeah. screaming at each other. All it's the hard time for them to get together. It's a struggle. They they recognize themselves in the other person. And they're like, I refuse. Yeah. <laughs> it's like when you bring me one that's like a real drama queen. I'm like, get him, just get him the fuck away from me. Keep him away from me. I don't like seeing it. I do not like it. But that's why I didn't like seeing a lot of Iris's bullshit either. Because I was like, yo, been there, girl. Been there. Get that. Yep. Get that part. Oh, yep. And then when she like lays it out on him, I really wanted her to go harder. Yeah, he deserved way more slap. She deserved he deserved to have some nasty stuff. I know. And he just she was just like, I don't love you anymore. And like laughed. Well, she didn't need it for she she didn't need to hurt him him in the house. I was so mad. Yeah. Like, I know. But um, that really speaks to Hufflepuff, too. Like, she did not need to hurt him. She didn't need it at all. She didn't need to have like uh some cutting fucking last word that whatever like she didn't care about it anymore she wrote him off and it, it was done but it was for herself yes so yeah i can see that i can see that <laughs> also george kate winslet's that. beautiful that's all she i'm saying is. george got them all fucking right uh it's Except just that kate i convinced winslet. him i convinced oh, him oh you convinced him i thought you said yeah. you said it first no he was no he said it when we were watching the movie and then today in the car when I was talking about coming and recording this he was like he's like so you still think she's a Gryffindor right and he's like okay well let me think through this I, I guess I can see that she's a Gryffindor because blah, 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 blah. literally all the same shit that I said already um, but I don't know he's got a really so good so cute that you guys talk about this a lot I wish I had a spouse we talk about it a lot okay well so if anyone has a hot brother or sister out there <laughs> uh, that is interested in this kind of thing call this bitch over here um, yeah, email us Dude, I've been rewatching uh, The Walking Dead recently because it finally ended. And I told myself right. I was never going back to it until it ended. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm revisiting <sighs> the sorting on that show. I will never watch that show. So. We'll, never, we'll never sort that one. <laughs> I I watched all of season one, I think. Um, zombies terrify me. Oh. I, wow. It's not even that it's horror. It's that... I believe zombies could happen and I don't want to think about it. So, I, <laughs> Oh my God. That's so funny because you're watching the show and you're like, this could never shoot, happen. I will shoot myself in the head the second some credible news source <laughs> is like, there are zombies somewhere. Um, and I'll shoot myself in the head and then NBC will come back on the air and go, whoops, our bad. I'll be already dead. I won't Absolutely know. not. I will be outside and I'll be beating the shit out of all of them that I'm waiting that that is the world that I will thrive in actually no, so I'm absolutely for not. It. we um when I was I was just home for Thanksgiving I was with my parents for a week in Chicago and our internet like the everything went out like the cable went out we were watching a football game the cable went out and the internet went out and um it it was like a three minute thing so my dad was like looking at the window and my mom's like what are you doing and he was like oh, I'm just looking out east to see if there's a giant you know like flash of light or whatever And I was like, no, I'd miss it. And he was like, you want to be in the middle of the nuclear blast when they hit the Pentagon? I was like, yeah, I'm not living in an apocalyptic world. Like, kill me immediately. I'll never know. So when COVID happened, right, Uh like the beginning of it, were you Mm -hmm. not totally jazzed by that? (laughs) Like that the world was entering this state of insanity? To be totally honest, I didn't see it as something that we couldn't endure and come out of relatively Okay, so normally. it has to be something yeah. hugely like, irreparable. Really, yeah, like, um, like I mean, I saw the movie Contagion, right? If it had gotten that bad, yes. I would have been like, all right. Or um, there's a book I read as a child that scarred me for life called Life as We Knew It. And it was that a um, meteor hit the moon and moved it like two miles closer to the earth, which doesn't seem like a huge deal. And it just fucked 
everything. Mm. Like the entire coast was gone because the waves got fucked because, you know, the moon controls the waves. The waves got fucked up. So all the tides were fucked. And so the entire east and west coast were gone. And then like the gravitational pull of the moon being closer pulled all the like lava out of the volcanoes. So there was like a (laughs) nuclear winter and also like it set off the tectonic plates. So there were earthquakes and just the whole world was fucked. And I was like, oh, my God. A meteor ever hits the moon and I'm out of here. <laughs> like it's done. Oh my God. Well, then you're gonna love the Umbrella Academy. When I mean. mm. <laughs> oh man. That's another one I definitely That seemed more like sci-fi-y than just Yeah, it is. It okay. for sure is. Um if, not anywhere near the same level of gore as The Walking Dead. I can totally see why you would not like The Walking Dead as you're not a gore person. It's like <gasps> very And gory. also because zombies. I just it's just anything but, I saw World War Z and it was a really this, interesting concept, but I had a very hard time. Let me fucking tell you something. I had a very hard time with the let zombies. Let me fucking tell you yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. World yeah. War Z, the book, is a goddamn uh-huh. masterpiece. And I, I know, I've heard. Years before uh-huh. that piece of shit garbage movie came out the where movie, they changed everything. Did Trash. They, did they change the way that they like fixed it? Like the zombies were going after healthy people? They changed all the important fucking plot points. They changed how the zombies ran. They ch- Listen, it's garbage. <laughs> Read the book. It's a great book. I just book. thought it was interesting. Like I thought it was really cool how they were like, oh, the zombies, because it's acting like a virus, it only wants a healthy host. So if you have like a terminal disease or something like that, the mm-hmm. zombie won't want to eat you. This is the kind of shit that's always interesting in zombie narratives anyway. And that's why The Walking Dead is interesting because you're sitting there and you're watching and you're thinking like, why are they going for this? What is the drive that is specific to this or whatever? And like, what are the rules? Because in some things, if you get blood in your mouth or yucky stuff in your mouth, right. you turn. Not in The in Walking this Dead, universe. it's a virus in the air, right? So you die and you're It zombie. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no matter what you turn. But it doesn't matter like if you chop a head off and you get some yuck in your mouth like you're not changing which is bizarre to me well but it doesn't really matter because you're sentenced for it anyway right like everybody dies so everybody's gonna be a zombie i know there's totally logical threads to follow that like explain it but they Mm -hmm. annoy me um Mm -hmm. but the reason i brought the walking dead up at all was because you reminded me of it earlier there is a very clear um ravenclaw slytherin relationship on the show Mm -hmm. that i was like it made me think of you because i know that you you're interested and I like that the the Ravenclaw is often like on the fucking edge and the Slytherin is not necessarily the moral compass, but they are the one constantly telling them that they are wrong or just straight up knocking them out to stop can you, them. Can you explain something to me? So what mm-hmm. is like the how is everybody in the Walking Dead not be like, this is pointless? Like, are A they trying to did. get the virus out of the air? Like, they're like we are condensed to Georgia. So. Okay. Um, and full disclosure, I haven't well, like, gone past like, season six. What are they six? doing to fix this? Like, obviously, if the virus is the still problem, in the air, nothing matters. Well, that's good. the problem, right? They need a yeah. vaccine or they need something to cure that. But right. the, but the that's fucked. So the issue is like, but like how does okay, vac- okay, I was gonna the, say how does the, the vaccine help? Because you're dead already. But when either you're way, zombie, like where I am in the series, because I did not finish the series, there is no one coming to help. The mm-hmm. CDC is gone. It's all fucked. Right. There's no governments. There's no one's working on anything ever. So it's just humans on their own in the wild. And right. so now it's just rebuilding and repopulating and fostering community, well, which you cannot do. If you're going to die, well, what's the, point? the point is, why should those motherfuckers win? And why should they get to take over the earth? They're gross. Like, uh, no, I'm not going to just lie down and but, fucking take it. And I got kids and I got people I love. But they are going to take, like, that's the thing. I don't understand how people are having children when the baby's born and it's doomed well, to be a zombie. Well, that was a big problem in season two. Um, because a lady gets pregnant and decides to have it, which I thought was fucking stupid. But um, no, you can have babies and they're totally fine in the universe. It's just like, I mean, until why they would you? Because they're loud and they're gonna. Oh, but this the, is like a the Quiet Place, the movie Quiet Place. Yeah, sort of. Like, yeah, I don't I mean, understand why that lady had a baby, dude. I don't even don't even get me started. <laughs> I don't even. I do not like those movies. I do not like the concept. I don't like that shit. Uh, but yeah, it's the same type of shit. And you're just constantly running from this fucking problem. But the bigger problem than the zombies is the people. It's the he- right. other humans, which, you yeah. know, Negan. obviously always going to be that. Negan. Right. Yeah, he's a big problem. But there were other huge problems before him. And so, yeah, you want to repopulate and I, I want a community and I want to protect people I love. But like, you can't. You just can't right. because people are dicks. So it's a rough. It is like. The I guess exact- I just don't get like if you're going to die and be a zombie anyway, like what? Like, why would you? Well, Lauren, <laughs> if you, you found what out, are you trying to do with your if life? you found out that God rigged your entire life and yeah. was writing an entire narrative, 
Yeah. Would you just lay down and take it or would you punch God in the face? I'd kill myself and be like, okay, uh-huh. so we're not, so we're not going the Dean Winchester route today. Got I mean, it. He, he did try to do that at first. I mean, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, he was not taking that shit. It's just, no, why should you get to fucking win? You don't get to win. That's it. (laughs) But they will win because you die and then you're a zombie. No, you get stabbed in the head and it kills the brain and then you don't change. Oh, okay. Yeah. You see, you can live happily and and die happily and it will be okay. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I don't know how we got from the holiday to zombies. We, but but listen, took a big detour there. Hannah will let us know what needs to go and what needs to stay. I mean, it's only been an hour. Maybe they could all stay. I don't see why not. I really enjoy that conversation. You guys um, know how much of that kind of stuff is cut from yeah. our regular episodes. <laughs> we just be shooting the shit. Um, so the poll is coming that I oh, want I was to know. Mention that. What are but the I'm waiting for on December, the poll, Rachel. So I've decided that I will be having mm-hmm. <laughs> just friends. Yeah, which you better fucking vote for. Uh huh. Because uh, that's what I want. It's my I favorite movie ever. Not even just Christmas. Love that movie. So I was just talking to good. somebody on Twitter. I just rewatched that movie and it's the most problematic thing in all of the best ways. Like somehow it holds up. You're watching it and you're like, this is so, this is so, you can't say that anymore. This is so, but you're like, this is great. It's a great movie. Like, yeah. I just, it, for me, it has always been like pinnacle of comedy. It's so fucking good. Um, I really like stupid humor. And it's a lot of stupid humor. It is. It's, it's so Ryan Reynolds good. at his most. It's peak. It's like peak he's Ryan obviously not putting any effort in. It's just Ryan Reynolds. What's it's the sh- other? Just waiting. No, I'm saying just yes, waiting. 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 Waiting with with uh, with uh, Rob Benedict. So fucking. Can funny. I tell you? <laughs> I fucking love waiting with Rob Benedict. Yeah. Yeah. He can't piss in public. Yeah. <laughs> he's got to go home. And yeah. Piss. And then he has. Um, <laughs> you want to talk about girlfriend. a movie. You want to talk about a movie that is problematic and it doesn't hold up really, um, but it's still really funny. It's the one Van Van V where he's in the Van Hassling. Is that it? I don't know. No, I'm not talking about the vampire hunter. I'm talking about he (laughs) he is like a college fuck up. Like he can't graduate and it's been like nine years. Um, Are you talking about Ryan Reynolds? Yes. And he's still in college and Tara Reid, I believe, is the girlfriend in it. (sighs) And I've never seen this one. I, I saw this movie with my brother so long ago, and uh, it was so fucking funny. And I don't know if it holds up anymore, but I remember being offended by it Van in Wilder. the early 2000s. Van Wilder! That shit was so funny, bro. I don't know if it's still funny. But Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> man, let me tell you, he's he's been funny for fucking ever. So, okay, on the poll, just friends. Okay. Then I decided today Home Alone should be there. Mm-hmm. I want to put Anastasia on there, but Lauren doesn't agree. So it's not a Christmas movie or a holiday movie. Sorry, I, I it's winter. So is Frozen. No, that's summer. No, I told you that the second Frozen, but winter. it's summer. So, uh huh. Um, and I think we have to save Frozen for Disney. Is Anastasia a Christmas movie? This isn't really a Christmas movie or a holiday-themed movie in general. No. In fact, most of Fox's animations, Anastasia, takes place in the spring or summer. Does it really? Yeah. Wouldn't know it because there's (laughs) snow fucking everywhere and the song is Once Upon a December. That's a memory, though, when they sing that song. And then I kick her, music box. And then I kick her. I love I love that movie. But okay, so we won't put Anastasia on there. So I've got just friends at home alone. Did I say another one to you? You wanted to do the Grinch last year. Why don't you put that one? Because they're not gonna vote for it. And um <laughs> So Which Grinch do you even want? You want the Jim Carrey it's the Grinch? Jim, there's only one Grinch <laughs> and it's the Jim Carrey Grinch. <laughs> it's one of my favorite movies of literal all time. I fucking love that movie. I don't think he should have become their friend. I think he should have stayed exactly how he was. <laughs> love him. <laughs> Dude, when they put his ass in fucking Disney World and they had the Grinch, like I, that's like my dream is to go there and meet him. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I I need to meet him. I need to meet him. I'll be starstruck. I love the Grinch. (laughs) 
I guess I could put that on there, but I, I'm just I'm telling you guys right now. I want just I want to do just friends. Yeah. So I'm probably going to put just friends. And then the second option will be home alone. Parentheses. Don't choose this. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. I feel like I said another one to you and now I can't remember it. No, you said home alone. I know. I mean, yesterday, I think I said. I oh, I don't. I said Christmas with the cranks. You could do Christmas story. You could do Santa Clauses. I hate all of that. Wow. And I don't want to talk about it. Anyway, I'll continue to brainstorm. It's not December yet, but um, just put in your no, mind. No, it'll be on Thursday. Yeah, I know. We're not there yet. It's the due date. Nope. So you do it on that date. <laughs> yes, it's true, Joey. So we'll chat again about this on Thursday when you guys see whatever we decide. Uh, but vote for Just Friends because that's what I want to sort. Thank you. This uh, episode comes out after that poll, so... That doesn't help. Yo! <laughs> Cut all of that. Fucking goddamn No, bullshit. the part of the, the bullshit be- Bullshit! Did you vote for Just Friends? I can't wait for you guys to hear our next episode, Just Friends. <laughs> I'm so excited to announce to you that Just Friends has won the poll. Thank you so much. We rigged it, guys. It will be rigged. Thank you very much. All right. Hope you enjoyed the holiday as much as you enjoyed watching the holiday, which is to everyone's delight. And it's their um, secret favorite movie that they never advertise. I know how weird. It's a full castle, it's guys. It's because Jude Law cheated on his wife. That's why because we can't he's talk a about son of anymore. a bitch. He's a son of a bitch who should have his balls set on fire. How on dare fire. you? Fire. How fucking dare you ever show your face? Anyway, I'm going to go. Happy holidays. And uh, <laughs> see ya on the Happy next holidays. one. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Sort of Brilliant. If our sorting choices inspired any rage or excitement, we'd love to hear from you. We're open to feedback, suggestions for characters to sort, and solid counter-arguments with citations. Never forget your citations. You can find us hanging out on Twitter and Instagram at SOB underscore pod, or shoot us an email at sortofbrilliant at gmail.com. And since we're not above begging, please rate and subscribe to Sort of Brilliant on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please share our posts on social media, And if you're a Gryffindor, maybe you'll inspire sorting fights among your own friend group. The theme music is Hot Shot by Scott Holmes. Can't wait to sort with you again next time. Bye!